Hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Welcome to Bambo. Well, I'm not. I'm not that good. Like I'm coughing and spluttering. I'm going to mute it all out if I can. But if my voice goes raspy and then all clear of all sudden, then it's because I have cut out the bit where I go. Bah. Raspy. That's a good word. Raspy. I've never heard of that. Raspy is a word, right? It's legit a word. Your your voice goes raspy. Raspy. Can other things so be I've, raspy? Ra- raspy voice. What does a raspy voice mean? Hoarseness and abdorm. Ab- <clears throat> What was that word? Abdominant. <laughs> right, we'll try again. Uh, hoarseness, an abnormal change in your voice. is a common condition that's often experienced in conjunction with a dry or scratchy throat. If your voice is hoarse, you may have a raspy, weak, or airy quality to your voice that prevents you from making smooth vocal sounds. Have you got a, um, an airy voice? <laughs> <laughs> Men with husky voices are the most sexier. Whilst women are most attractive, whilst they're breathless, according to scientists. But not talking. <laughs> <laughs> Was well, breathless. You mean dead? Scientists <laughs> only have experiences with women oh. that are corpses on tables. Oh dear! That's, there's so many jokes I can make about that. I don't think we should. Like, Jim, lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's quite funny though. Where did you read that? <laughs> a giggled raspy voice in an article in the Telegraph came up. <laughs> oh, we'll put that in the program notes or the show notes. Welcome to Bampots, everyone. This week, you wanted to talk about being an adult. Yes. <laughs> and the different things that make an adult, I guess, or make someone yeah. being an adult. Yeah, I mean, we continuously talk about this countdown timer I've got on my whiteboard that <laughs> is counting down the days until I become 30, which... For some reason, in my head, it's like this big deal, even though it will be a day like any other. It's I'll past, just be, isn't no, it? Fuck <laughs> you in your face. Oh, I'm only joking. How old are you? 27? Uh, um, I'm uh, 27. Yeah, sorry. I forgot there for a second. My friends are like 23 and it really upsets me. And they're like, oh, but you look 21. Actually, do you know what? Do you know recently... I, so I, I don't, maybe I just look like, I've not really taken care of myself recently because I've been a bit stressed and I've been a bit like all over the place. But I've really, like I used to get, like even last, last month I'd get ID'd at supermarkets all the time to buy alcohol and whatever. And over the last three weeks I've become somebody who they just sort of like glance at and go mm, and tick that clearly visibly over 25 button. And it cuts me, even though I, like I'm almost 30. So yes, I am over 25, but it still cuts me every single time. Yeah, but at least you don't like, what happens to me is the... They look at me, right, and then they 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 want ID because I just particularly if I've shaved, like I just I look about twelve, right, which is awful. I'll take that. Yeah, but okay, but then they look at my ID and then they apologise to me like it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> like, oh my god, sorry. Yeah, sorry. they're like, I, so today. Um, <laughs> Do you need help leaving the store? Are you okay to walk <laughs> home by yourself? <laughs> yeah, today in Sainsbury's, they checked my ID and she was like, and they do it all the time. And they say it every single time. They like they they look at it and she's like, better just check. And she checks it and she goes like, oh, I'm good. I'm so sorry, sir. And I'm like, you don't need to apologize. Like, I mean, it's not that bad. I think she's apologizing more because it's like I I look much older. Sorry, I look much younger than I do, but that I am much older than I look. So I wanted to talk about like significant points in your time when you in your time so significant points in your life when you felt old or felt as if like you were growing up or like times when you started to feel like an adult Mm. and 
Is it like things from like buying alcohol for the first time, buying cigarettes for the first time? Like, well, I like what whatever it is. Like, just like point point in your point in your history where you go, oh god, like I'm actually making decisions for my own sort of thing. And like, I feel like there's significant points throughout someone's life, whether it's like leaving house, leaving home for the first time, or whatever else. And I don't know, I don't know, because like we met each other when like I was 24. I want to say when I met you. Yeah, that sounds about right it was my 24th birthday when i had that party nobody came to <laughs> and i definitely knew you at that point because i invited you to that party <laughs> so it means i must have been 23 when i met you you also invited ralph to that party as well i'm just gonna throw that that's correct and scott and scott and mary and mary yeah and and everybody my voice my voice <laughs> <This is laughs> so oh you are getting old you sound like an old man there right that's the before <laughs> Right, I'm back. Right, I'm back. This is better. Yeah, we met when you were being 24. I would have been 22. Feels weird now to say that. Doesn't it, right? Yeah. But it's not that long. I mean, okay, it's a, it's a reasonably significant amount of time. But that like that that's a that's a part of this as well, like the perspective of the amount of time that feels significant to you. Mm. Like I've had my job for 3 years and it feels like I've been there for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then what like you can do a whole university degree in 3 years and it can feel like a, the most significant and transformative period of your life like you can start like so i started university at 17 and finished when i was 21 and so it was a four-year degree and it felt like i've got so many more memories from that period of my life than i do for the last three years yeah i guess it's it's, it's difficult it's like when you finish undergraduate degree if you, if you do undergrad if you do an undergraduate well, I mean, I guess going to university is a pretty big milestone in your life because most people will move out of home when they go to university because they'll go to a different city or they'll or some even a different country. Like I remember moving out for undergraduate. Like you probably don't because it was like so long ago. But I'm only joking. I met Jess that day, and <laughs> so Jess is one of my best friends for my entire life. It feels like now because I've known her for so long. It's it's it's, it's crazy because like I feel like I chunk my life into portions. Like I've got the pre-high school which i don't have a huge amount of memory of like i got glimpses of things that are significant to me i've got high school which is just like this black hole of despair and misery (laughs) but where some significant things happened i've got my undergraduate which is like hugely important to me and i have a lot of experiences i still cling to from there the bit in between where i did a lot of learning and i feel like i did a lot of growing up because i had a few my voice is good again (laughs) (laughs) oh it's just gonna get emotional over all the over all the (laughs) the experiences we should do one on health as well because i got significant points of this are like where people have told me that i'm getting fat uh so (laughs) we should talk about health i just i don't know why but an immediate point of like when i finished my undergraduate and i was in a car park outside of a job that so i did an internship between third and fourth year at uni got a job at that place after my fourth year and on the day that i started i was in the car park outside with my then manager and the person who managed the internship was looking at through the window on the phone to my manager and went oh he's been eating well uh, <laughs> <laughs> over the phone why do you how do you attract these things like that that I'm, one and then the one the one that's like always sticks in my mind is the one where the guy came up to you and said were you on that tv show like our world's ugliest person or something like that <laughs> I don't. I don't know, right? I don't know. And there's like so there's, a, there's a, someone who I uh, see in the morning times who says, "Oh, uh, is it raining outside? Because like your hair's all wet." And I'm like, "No, I'm just really unfit, and I walked here <laughs> and, and, and I'm sweaty." Oh dear, oh dear. I guess actually. So getting back to the to- the topic, thinking about 
your health and that's not what we're talking about that's no, no, another no, 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 one no but it, it links into it i think like thinking about your health and making a conscious decision to be healthy i think is is a point in which i would class as being more adulty because like i i mean for me it was like when you go when i went to uni you know it was like you now need to make food like no one else will make your food and you just have to like it's never it's never easy and you always you know i mean you kind of have like an okay diet i like i had i had a flatmate in first year who had one of those george foreman grills or something and she just made like cheese toasties every single day like for every meal which can't have been particularly healthy um, I'm pretty sure it's not what her <laughs> mum made her or her dad. I'm pretty sure. I had the same. Like, I had a girl that I lived with in halls. Uh, I'm not going to name her, but I mean, I've not spoken to her in the last like 10 years. So, <laughs> Jess, if you're listening, you'll know who she is. Uh, she had blonde hair. She was useless. Mm. She used to like starve herself and then have a square, have like an entire like kilogram of Milky Bar and be like, but yeah, my body just is like runs on this as fuel though because I starve myself and then, and then I only eat chocolate and it makes me healthy. And I'm like, it's not what? how nutrition works. <laughs> nutritionist told you that that was, or dietetical nutritionist is not a protected term. Therefore, I can say I'm a nutritionist anyway. So, I, me <laughs> acting as her nutritionist said, "What? What are you thinking? Is the good about this as a life choice that you are going to live by?" Which she did it. She was also someone who left a chicken breast out on top of a microwave on a glass perspex disc, uh, dish for about a week and a half until it went kind of funky, and we were like in that like peak, not adult and mm. but still living cohabiting with other people so we were being hugely passive aggressive at all times with everybody whereas now i would just put that in the bin because i have to live in this house also and it's gross and i don't care much for making a point so but at that point i didn't and i would live by the principle so i left it there for a week and a half until she came in one day and went oh who the fuck's is that and went oh uh and then stopped talking and put it in the bin and <laughs> threw the dish away as well She's also the kind of person who, like, we would leave, take her dishes from the kitchen and put outside her door because we were terrible people. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, that's not particularly adult. <laughs> no, like that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like I, I think of like that's what that's why it's like when did you feel like an adult is an interesting thing because mm. like at that point in time, like whilst I was like quote unquote independent, I still like I lived by myself for four weeks and I was not I was not a grown up in any in any form. And I feel that like there's points in time where that especially is the one where I was not particularly. But like if I after I graduated, I had a couple of jobs, and a lot happened to me over that period of time where I look back on now and say, all right, well maybe what how I handled that situation was not particularly great. Like how I handled certain managers or how I handled certain situations and made decisions were not particularly brilliant. And you can only look at that with hindsight really no I, I completely agree and it's like like if i think back to undergraduate even like the start of the masters like i mean very different attitudes to both of them you know where it was like i think at the start of undergraduate it was like oh i'm gonna be adult like you i i hear it all the time right particularly at the start of the new year or the new academic year so around september time you know i'll be sat in like a cafe on Byers road doing some work and you know, i'll just hear like a group of people on a different table they might be freshers, they might be second year, you know, something around there. And they'll be, you know, someone will always come out and say, oh, this year I'm going to, I'm going to properly do it. You know, I'm going to have a good routine. I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to go to the gym, you know, and they're like, because it's really important. You just need to do it. You know, it's like, it's, it's part of growing up. And I feel like I've grown up now and it's like, well, so that one year 
between the ages of seventeen and eighteen, you've you've grown up now. That's it. So it's but it's like <laughs> my interrailing across Europe over the last four months. <laughs> like I've just I've just come become a completely different person. Yeah, I know. I'm, a new, I'm the new me. Yeah, seeing the slums near the Louvre in Paris really made me think that this is the year of realizing, guys. But like that's the thing, and it's like. As funny as that is, um, I did the same thing where you just you get to that point and you're like, you feel I think at that point, it's particularly the independence of just being able to do that. So you can you have to do it to a certain extent because no one's going to tell you to do your work or to go to the gym or to eat healthy. You could, you know, you could eat like your uh, flatmate did. You could eat just, you know, milky bar every day. Or you could eat how I do, which is like drink wine and eat bad food all the time and hate yourself afterwards. <laughs> and you know, it's, it works sometimes. <laughs> Yes, yes, it does. It does now, yeah. But now you know that it's a bad life choice, and I know the consequences, right? Because I can see it. You know, and I and I totally agree with you. But sometimes you have to fuck up like that to realize that you're doing something wrong. Yeah, of course. Like I look at it now, because like, I remember like when Jess and I went into third year, we turned twenty together because our birthdays are like a few weeks apart so we we went through these transitions together really like we lived these experiences out of each other's pockets because we were so close at the time Mm. and we would always be like oh my god we're so old and it would be that that's the particular point in time like at the new academic year when new people would come into the university and there'd be new 18 year olds starting or when she went into medicine for the first time for the first year and she was friends with a bunch of 17 18 year olds and you'd be like she'd be like oh i feel so old and we are so old because like we're 20 and they're 18 and it's a two-year gap right <laughs> whereas now like i see apprentices and whoever else and i see people who are 18 20 years old and be like fuck me they are <laughs> children and i am like an old grandpa but i'm not right because i'm no. i'm still in my 20s for yeah. the next 200 but it's rel- it's relative 20- yeah it, you're incredibly right it is relative right and at that time you, it does feel like an age right but you and like i was saying that i remember when i was chatting i was in amsterdam with my stepdad and one of his best friends and i was like it was around the time that he turned 50 and i was like well you're 50 now like is there anything physically or mentally that you feel you're not capable of doing now that you did when you're 20 and he said no like there's Mm. nothing like i don't feel less able and like and i physically don't feel less able of doing stuff but it's like a mental barrier of like seeing somebody who's like at that prime of life when prime is maybe not the right word but like that turning point in life that i was at that i look at now Mm. with like romantic memories and go oh yeah i remember being there and it's 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 interesting because like i'm just not like i've moved on so far from them but it does make me feel ancient because i'm so far removed from that point in my life yeah what, what about voting? Well, when when was the first time you voted? The first general election I ever voted in was the one where the Lib Dems said they were going to revitalise the world and they went into coalition. Uh, the coalition yeah. with the Tories. In 2010. That was the first yeah. general election. So like, I, went, I went to university in 2008 and 2009, I think, or 2009, 2010 was that election? Yeah, I think and 2010 was the, the vote day or something, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... That was like that's that's the first big vote that I remember being a part of. There was other like council and local elections and stuff, but that was the first general election that I was a part of. Yeah, so same here. That was the first one that I was. So I, that makes me, it must have been must have been May or June because I turned eighteen in two thousand and eighteen and two thousand and ten. So it must have been. Yeah, I can't remember, but but yeah, I remember going to vote in that, and it was a bit like like the the whole moment didn't make me feel like an adult, but it did kind of. I think I felt vindicated because I knew the Lib Dems would fuck everybody over. Because my flatmate time was a big Lib Dem person. I was like, "This, I was like, this is not going to go well for us. Like, it's not going to go well for anybody." <laughs> I mean, you you can't know, right? But I, like, you can always be humble on the other side because like you you guessed on the right yeah of punch, course right yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that was the first. But the first election, proper, proper election I remember being a part of was probably the Obama campaign because I was at university when that happened. So I started university in 2008 and that was in... I remember like people staying up and stuff for his election. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like like when I went to vote in 2010 for the first time, it was... I didn't really know that much about politics. Like, I knew a bit. Like, I knew the leaders and I knew the diff- the major differences between them, but not a huge amount. But then it was almost like a kind of aftermath thought that once it, once it all kicked off, um, it was then like, right, I need to really figure out what I'm voting for here. We're talking about voting in particular, like, the, because you think about being 18, because that's when you're suddenly cast with this sort of responsibility to yeah. contribute to society mm. and like eight i don't know why but 18 is it's an arbitrary number that has been assigned the point in time where we are yeah. allowed to make decisions yeah and i don't I, do, I don't know why that is there's probably a lot of historical we could probably could have looked it up if we'd actually prepared for this at all rather than just like <laughs> chatted shit for a while well it's a bit like the historic reason for like why 21 is like when you're officially an adult and all that kind of stuff like there's it's just a historic like when you're 21 in the uk there's nothing that requires you to be 21 i don't think obviously in america it, there is but like yeah you know but even like the driving age of 17 here like there's there are things you can do at different ages it, it makes 18 com- be completely arbitrary yeah all you can do is buy alcohol and that's about it, it yeah. buy alcohol and vote sorry yeah, like I remember watching an episode of Top Gear where Lewis Hamilton said he wanted to go buy a McLaren and he wasn't allowed because he was twenty four at the time mm. and he wasn't old enough to get the <laughs> to to be insured on it or something. And talking about points in time where you look, you feel older or feel like an adult. It's like when I went to Korea this year, I was the only one who was legally allowed to rent the vehicle that we had to drive around the entire time because everyone I was with was Sam's twenty three and um, Tom is twenty one. So I, I was the only one who was allowed to rent a vehicle, and mm-hmm. I, I did feel like a dad because I was the one who was like, "Oh yeah, you guys all go out and have a great time tonight, and I'll go home and sleep, and so I'll drive you around tomorrow." But but traveling is another good example. When did you first go on holiday by yourself, or first go on holiday with friends, like without any sort of parent um... intervention or a request or like any sort of like advice from family? Well, so about three years ago or something, I did interrail, but I think I've been away before that with just friends. I'm trying to remember though. I mean, the interrail was. I went with my cousin, who was 18 at the time, and I was 25, so there's quite a bit age difference between us. Um, and I like So he'd have just... a much better story than you would of this in a few years. He'd be like, oh yeah, I was 18, and I went away, and it was great. Yeah, but it was Although like... does it really count? Because he kind of... You guys are friends as well as family, but... Yeah, but I mean, it's like you with your friend going to Korea. It's like, you know, I, I definitely felt like the adult between us. Um, I mean, I was. I mean, I say that. I only say that because I like to wind them up. Like, <laughs> we're... Like, I am... I feel equal. I mean, I'm an old man, but they, yeah, no, like I don't, I don't actually feel like the dad, but I did, I did at times because I was mm. like, but you see, the thing I is, is like Aiden was vaguely responsible. Yeah, well, Aiden was 18, right? So he was, you know, it was, it was a new experience for him, and you know, I mean, I'd done, I'd travelled on my own before. I don't know if I'd been on holiday on my own before. Or I mean, we'd what? been on holiday together before you guys went away. Yeah, 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 we'd been on holiday. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think about. So yeah, you, you had been. Yeah, because we went away in 2014, yeah. Uh, 15, sorry, didn't we, yeah. I thought I'd been before that. I can't remember, actually. It, like... The thing is, like, so, like, the the thing about, like, feeling like the adult because, like, you'd been away before, like, so, apart from having the driver's license, the every other part of that experience about going to Korea, I did not feel comfortable with. Like, it was mm. all fairly new to me, because, like, I'm not, like, one of my biggest regrets is not traveling more, and I think that that is paramount in the fact that, like, we went to Korea 
Sam enabled that to be possible because he had been before. He knew some conversational Korean that got us like being in that part of the world is really hard because like you can go to most countries and the assumption that somebody has some vague English interpretation is quite safe (laughs) and it just does not exist in that part of Asia. Yeah. The same is said in like China and stuff stuff as well, but I had never been that far out of my comfort zone. Like Mm -hmm. signs were not, didn't have any translation that I could interpret. Yeah. The and like the environment was kind of entirely different. The culture was entirely different. The food, like the way that they did things and the way they lived their lives, which is fine because it's a completely different culture. So you can expect it to be the same as ours. But I've never been that far removed from my way of doing things. And like yeah. I was like I was thrust out of everything that I knew. And I think that because Sam had been before, that really really helped because I could sort of lean on him a bit as a bit of like a sort of like a crutch. Mm. But yeah, yeah, apart from that. Like he really saved that for me. Like I would have, I just struggled a lot more if he was not there. Mm. And I think that there's other points in my times in my life. So like when you see other people just like be adults. Like when I was, uh, when I was 14, my sister was at university and I went and stayed with her. And I remember every part of that experience was very eye opening to me because you see people that were like I would normally just see a normal circle. No, I lived with this person because she lived in my house, and now suddenly I was seeing like her with other people with no adults, with no quote unquote adults around, making decisions like who would buy what, like making decisions to buy things, making decisions to like like having money to do things and having independent free thought of to walk about and do stuff. Mm. And and even, she said something like it, it sounded like an offhand comment, but like I remember seeing a lighter in her like cause I was fourteen, right? So. I remember seeing a light turn in her living room and saying, oh, does somebody smoke in this room? And she was like, yeah, people smoke. It's not a big deal, right? <laughs> and it's not a big deal. But at 14, I was just like, oh my God, this is yeah. so weird. It's so surreal. <laughs> and like, that's a point in time where I was not an adult. And that entire weekend to me was really, really eye-opening because she showed me what life was when you were not in the comfort of like your parents sort of comfort blanket mm. like where she had moved she was independent she was doing her own thing she was living on her own she was oh she was living with friends but she was living under her own terms with her own money and doing her own thing it was a large reason why i ended up going to glasgow uni twice was because of that weekend and what that did to me uh but just like seeing people be independent and seeing what life could be like outside of that outside of that environment which I thought was really quite cool yeah and it was also the first time that I ever watched I ever felt like I wasn't old enough to watch a movie like I remember we sat down one night and we watched The Green Mile <laughs> and have you ever seen The Green Mile yeah, yeah and I don't know why I don't know what it was about it but it, it's the first movie that I've ever watched it's probably the only movie I've ever watched that was like I'm not old enough to be able to watch this or I'm not <laughs> mature enough to be able to comprehend what's happening in front of me maybe it's because it's about the death penalty or something and it's about and you see it's quite graphic and so a lot of what happens and it's meant to be shocking it's meant to make you feel uncomfortable but i remember watching that and be like oh oh god this is not this is i'm not i'm not ready to see this and that and uh, that coupled with everything else that happened that weekend uh really really woke mm-hmm. me up to like what being an adult could be and then i look at it now that like i've lived that in my that amount of time again yeah that I've got like nieces and nephews that in 10, 15 years time might come and spend a weekend with me and they might see the same thing. Yeah. And to be what, aware and conscious of, <laughs> yeah, they, um, I'll show them the green mile and <laughs> oh. I'll show them die hard at Christmas. <laughs> That's like a rite of passage. I think is, is like have, being exposed to Stephen King. <laughs> it's yeah. like a kind of like, you're an adult now. <laughs> 
It does because it fucks you up. Like the yeah. stuff that that guy has in his head is pretty mental. Mm. Yeah, and like I th- think that like when in ten year, ten twelve years time, they might come and spend a weekend with me here, like if, in London if, or wherever I am, without their parents, and like and and I have to be cognizant like that they're like they're gonna they might take a lot away from that, and it's I don't know I don't know what you think, but yeah, I guess that'll be really interesting because you then have to think like you know how you prepare for that. You know, is it kind of like it's not like. The thing is, but the thing you shouldn't have to, right? Because you should be at a point in time where you don't have to be like, "Oh, is this the right thing to do?" You should just know how to react or how to act in those situations. And I do think there are points, like, so, like, I do think, like, oh, maybe I didn't handle the situation particularly well. I'll, I'll walk away from a situation and go, maybe I should have actually grown up a bit. And there's a lot of like what I did between the age of like 22 and 25, between when I left my undergraduate, worked at the housing association. So I met a really good friend of mine, Sophia. We worked closely together at that job and i learned a huge amount and grew up a huge amount thanks to her because like she sort of went well maybe you don't just have to have a gut reaction about everything and just sort of shoot off the the hip at all these sort of things and like and now especially in the manager that we had the management transition we had of that job really taught me a lot about what the right and not right thing and what is acceptable and not acceptable like, and i think that my reaction to certain things in life are a lot different mm-hmm. because of that yeah, yeah anyway i feel like i've largely just monopolized that so you should tell some stories no 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 it's, it's, it's really interesting because like you say at the start like we didn't know each other kind of before this stuff so it's interesting to hear some stories that you know i didn't know about but you tell me some of yours now and then i can laugh at you about all the weird things that you've done <laughs> some of my stories tell oh. me about your alex turner haircut and all the things that <laughs> happened with that well, my Alex Turner should, Actually, I might just make the, the podcast art your driver's license. Was it your driver's license that's got that haircut? My driver's license, I look like, to be quite honest, I look like a lesbian in my driver's license. Um, but... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not pressing that, but carry on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah my driver's license. Uh, no, I had short hair in my driver's license. Um, no, my Alex Turner haircut was... Um... You have short hair now. Does that mean you think you look like a lesbian now? No, it's a different kind of short hair. Like, then it was like... Um, the lesbian haircut. Yeah, then it was like Sue Barker kind of thing. But that's not my point. And this, my point is more... Okay, my hair is more like Elton John haircut now. No, not now, sorry. In he, that... Oh, the famous lesbian Elton John. <laughs> famous lesbian. <laughs> he would agree with that. <laughs> no, but it's difficult for me because I kind of... I feel like there's been major points in my life where I felt like where it's been a big... You know, where you're talking about going to Korea and, you know, kind of... Or, or where you're, you're kind of saying, like, you know, some things happened in high school and then some things happened at uni and, and there's different weightings on, like, the importance of them. But, um, like, I mean, I think travelling is one of those big ones where, like, when you travel on your own or with, with friends, I guess, but, but, I mean, particularly if you travel on your own, that's, like, a, a real independence kind of passage. And I think I think independence is quite closely aligned with... Maybe maturity, not so much adult. I think adult is more of the, is a harder one to define than maturity because you can be a mature 18-year-old, a mature 17-year-old. You know, not many guys are, but I guess you can be. So, yeah, like, I think about making decisions in context and knowing the ramifications. Like, yeah. like things like booking a holiday and knowing that you can just do that and go away and do things. Like, I, I sometimes look at, like, how people spend their money and say that, Oh, I'm so broke, I can't afford lunch, but then book themselves cruises or book themselves yeah. like week long yeah. like trips to Magali or yeah. whatever. And when I was a second year, like Jess and I got drunk on my birthday and booked a holiday for her birthday to the Alicante. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that I'd ever gone away by myself. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realise that like we can just do this. Yeah. And we can just go to an airport and fly somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's transformative to know that like uh, like life is not limited by 
anything apart from my ability to decide I'm going to go do this. Yeah, and money. So. Yeah, oh, of course, and the feasibility. <laughs> but like, yeah, like some like people will choose to buy a new iPhone every year and then say mm. they're broke. But like, but you still choose to spend a thousand pounds a year on but, a phone. But, but that that's a really important point. Is like, and that, I think that's different for everyone. Where you suddenly realise that moment of freedom, and I don't think you realise it when you first move to uni or you first move out or you first get your car or whatever, I mean, whatever it is. I think it's like there's a point where you just. And for me, it was like a completely random moment and it it will always stick in my head. And I don't understand why it was this moment. But when I was in first year of uni, it was like just one day I'd just, I'd been to lectures and then I'd gone back to my flat and I was just sat like during the middle of the day and I wasn't really feeling like working. So I just like turned the PlayStation on. But then something inside me was like, well, you can't do that. You've got to work. But then it's like, well, who's going to stop me? I, I can do what I want, right? So I play PlayStation. And I didn't just play PlayStation, I went online and just ordered some games. And I was like, okay, the example's quite sad and definitely doesn't show a level of maturity. But it it was like one of those moments where it was like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know, okay, knowing the consequences of that is the maturity, you know. And that's the different thing is that, you know, if I was to sat and just play PlayStation every single day of university, then no one's going to care apart from me because I would fail. So... That's understanding that is the big difference. It's like also people that you you meet and they act really childish. Particularly guys are really bad for it. So there was a guy on the train the other day. I was coming back from London yesterday. Uh, it was reasonably late at night. It must have been about like I don't know nine o'clock. But anyway, I sat down on the train and I put my bag on the seat next to me. I was on one of these like you know where it's the table, so it's the four seats. And these two guys got on, just sat opposite me. And the guy was like, one of the guys just looked at me and went, like, are you going to move your bag? And I was like, yeah, I can move my bag, absolutely. Like, I was going to move it anyway, I was just going to get my laptop. Bearing in mind, I'd literally just sat down, right? I'd not even had a minute to, like, take yeah. my jacket off. And the guy was like, well, move your bag. He was like, that's a bit stupid. Are you a stupid idiot? And I was like, all right, fucking hell. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was just like, and he suddenly went off and he was like, um, he, he was like calling me like a stupid fucking idiot and everything. And I was like, I didn't know you wanted it. And I thought, like... So, because he pointed at, there was guys on the table next to me, so on the opposite side of the carriage, and I thought those were his friends, and I thought he was saying, like, there's four of us, like, we should sit together. But it turns out, like, I chatted to them, they got off in Salisbury as well, and it turns out that they didn't know him, and he was just being, like, a dick to them as well, and he was saying, like, um, because there was three of them and four seats, and he was like, well, why are you taking up the, the four seats of this three of you? That's just so selfish. I mean, like, I mean, his statement doesn't really make sense because if there's three oh. of them, then what are they going to do? Like, cut a seat off and like glue it on somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, like, give it to somebody else. Like, donate it to charity. Exactly. Like, what are they expecting <laughs> them to do? They so, don't donate how the structure of the train is taken up. Like, exactly, exactly. So I, I was like, uh, I'm just, I'm getting out. Why does he stand in the corridor? Uh, yeah, I, I, I moved away. I moved away quickly because I was like, I'm just, I don't have the effort for this, and this is just, this is a load of bullshit. So I walked away. But like, the point <laughs> is, right? Is that that's the maturity though? It's knowing, going like, you know what? Fuck this situation. This person's exactly. having a life, and exactly. I'm just not going to be a part of it. Yeah, and 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 if you didn't, you know, that is that's the level of maturity that you know, isn't unique at all. Like a lot of people have it and it's it's a really good level of maturity to have because you can have you can just You could bite walk. or you could yeah. go, Oh no, no I can leave and just walk yeah, away. Absolutely. And just being able to walk away is like is a really good thing to do and just be like, you know what, I'm just not gonna Because it's so easy to get involved and just get you know, I, I, and that's a kind of it's really weird. There's another story I can wanna tell you, but it's not really to do with have I told you about the guy pissing himself on the train? You saw me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the time I was lying down, no. Um, 
But um, <laughs> it was um, so. This isn't really to do with growing up. I mean, maybe it is a little bit. I feel like you now have to tell me. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you. Yeah. We, we can we can round out the episode with you telling me about, or unless you've got more to talk about. But, uh, not particularly. Uh, no, I, I think I think like before I tell the story, I think the key thing is just like I find maturity and like the term adult really interesting like the difference between the two and i think like you said travel is one of those big ones like films we briefly talked about films and that's another one where it's like you know when you first watch watch your first 18 or you know something that's slightly more adult so the guy so i was heading back from portsmouth to salisbury with ruth with your girlfriend yeah sorry my girlfriend yeah and we were on the train and again it wasn't late it was like 7pm, 8pm or something. It seems to be when all the weirdos come out down south. I don't know what it's it's about. But anyway, we're on the train and we're on again one of the tables and then the table on the other side of the carriage, um, there was a guy, must have been like 60, something like that. He had um, one of those cartons of orange juice um, that you get, not like the Tropicana ones, but like the kind of people use for mixers and things like that. That wasn't particularly weird, although he was a bit fidgety, but it was fine. There was nothing wrong. I was watching the football on my phone and Ruth was doing something on the laptop and then suddenly I just heard this pouring, right, on the floor. Pouring. I was like, why is he why is he tipping out his orange juice onto the floor? Like, well, you know, what well, that's so weird. That's such a weird thing to do. But I'd not actually looked up at this point. I just heard it and just remembered that he had orange juice and I was like and so obviously my brain went to like the most sane thing that would happen is that he'd be pouring orange juice out. I then looked up and he'd undone his fly. Um, and he was sat on the seat with his his thing. I don't his think he, in his hand. I don't, I don't. To be quite honest, I don't think it even is allowed to be awarded the term Willie. It was. It was so. <laughs> it was so. Come on. I don't know what the word. Describe it. Describe it to the people. Oh, it was just. It was like a wee mushroom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't going. Oh, as in like. Oh. You're going, oh, I was like, oh dear. Oh, that's yeah. quite upsetting. Yeah, it was like a kind of weird hairy mushroom. But... Why Why mushroom? Was it like stocky and then a prominent <laughs> bit of the top? Like, like oh, describe it to the people. It looked like it needed a good wash. That's, maybe that's Oh, it. no. Um, oh, it had stuff growing on it. Well, I don't know. I didn't look long enough. But the, the image of him, have, he was basically there and it was cupped in his hand. Um, like he was Oh, cupped, no. And he was just pissing. He was pissing. in his hand, or well, was he holding it, cupping something, and then it was over the edge. No, or? no, he was just he was sat on it on the chair on the train as though you would normally sit on a chair, and he was cupping his dick in his hand. Was he selfishly taking out more than one chair? No, <laughs> with the person that you met on the previous train uh, take umbrage with his with how he was sitting. I think he just well, thankfully he was the only one at that table. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Can you imagine someone else? Anyway, he was sat there and he was just peeing and it was going all over the seat. It was going all over him as well, which was disgusting. And on the floor. Oh, no, no, he didn't even pee on the floor. Well, he, he went on the floor and then it started to dribble to us. But the weirdest thing is as he was doing it, he was looking Ruth deep into her eyes. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we're connected. Look at me. Look at look into my eyes. He was clearly getting off on it. Like, he, he clearly... Because then he just stood up and got off the train at the next stop, like, two minutes later. I was like, what the... Have a wank and a bitch. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Ruth just... That's like, hilarious. Ruth found my like deep in the eye like this is happening we both know this is happening yeah. nobody can stop it I mean literally I could stop it but nobody can stop it Ruth was just Ruth found my whole reaction just like hilarious but it was like I was just horrified by it and I was like I was worried that he was going to stand up and like then like throw shit at me like a monkey or something like that but <laughs> he, he didn't probably that bit in Silence of the Lambs where that guy comes in his hand and throws it at Jodie Foster <laughs> yeah 
But luckily he didn't. He just got off the train. But then it started to trickle towards us. Okay, like done it in a bottle and drank it. Ugh. It's got nothing to do with that. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm into the story now. Like, tell me more what happened with chapter two. <laughs> yeah. Well, he clearly. Well, I told the conductor and I said, "Look, this guy's just pissed himself on the seat." And the conductor was like, "Oh," and then he just walked off. And I was like, "It's like John, <laughs> John. You said he wouldn't do it again." <laughs> yeah. As if it was like, "Oh, not again." Oh, Chris. And but there was like, what the. Like, they didn't even put a sign down. And then people sat at the table. I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> didn't put a sign down. They didn't, they didn't sit <laughs> What is the appropriate seat? sign for man urinated all over this table? No, but you could have at least put, like, a chair out of order or something like that. <laughs> Caution wet floor. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I mean, like, oh, it, and the carriage stank. And it was just like... Yeah, it would. Anyway, for those of you listening to this and eating your meals, bon appetit. <laughs> Squeeze that lemon juice over your salmon <laughs> as you as you listen to this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm, lovely. And think of think of John the train pisser. Yeah. Anyway, should we wrap up? Yo, when you're 18, don't feel like you're not a thing. I'm not gonna rap. Uh, just, I'm not. Remember, remember, I was gonna say. Remember last episode <laughs> you said you weren't gonna rap anyway. <laughs> yeah. You can't help yourself. I can't. Anyway, if you've been affected by the topics discussed in this episode, <laughs> please contact the below number. Did we have any follow up for the previous episode? By the way. Right, so someone I know on Twitter, uh, Tom, thought that my take on financial management was brilliant. And he goes one further. He has a spreadsheet, not only for the sort of stuff that I talk about, but for like projected outgoings and income for the next year, which I have as well. I have a, I have a separate sheet on my spreadsheet that does like standard income, extra income, standard outgoings, like monthly. So the stuff that comes out once a year, like I, I get that gets chucked in as like, a, this is expected to come out in November. So I need to take, a, take account for stuff like that. So yeah, he he's well, he's well on board with my take on how to manage subscriptions and finances and stuff. Oh, good. Because he's an adult like I am. Yeah. Unlike you. You see, that's... UP on yeah, trains. Yeah, that is, that is definitely adulting. From our last episode, I created a, an Excel spreadsheet, right, for all this stuff. I forgot that I actually had one already and needed to, like, update it. So I created a new one. So I now have, like, a document on my laptop called Ingoings and Outgoings, or I can't remember what I called it. And it's just blank. <laughs> I've just not put anything in it. God. So. It's a good thing for you to do, because, like, your income's fairly complicated. Like, it's not straightforward. You don't just, like, have a number every month. Mine, personally, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a good thing to, like, to know about, especially if you're going to get a mortgage or whatever. Like, is it, like you need to account for, like, your income and stuff across the year. It's... Go do it. Go do Everyone it. else, go do it also. Yeah. Do it. Do it now. Speaking of do it. Do it to us on the Twitter. Do it to us on the... T- oh, you beat me to it. Do it to us on the Twitter. Do it to us on everything. We're at Bampot's podcast. Um... At Bampot's podcast. At Bampot's podcast. Yes, there we go. Um, Say it again. At Bampot's podcast. Yes. Uh Pickle Rick. And Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it on a car bonnet. And yeah, well, I'll see you See you in a couple of weeks. Or I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, well... Um... We're coming up to the Christmas break, so should we do a Christmas Day special? Oh, we were going to talk about traditions, right? It's a good time to talk about traditions. <laughs> that is true, yeah. That is true. Yeah, we could do. So the next, so the next episode is going to come out on Christmas Day. Is it? So yeah, the next one, not this one, the one following the one that we're doing right Holy now. Holy shit! So it's like two weeks till Christmas. Incorrect. It's almost two weeks till Christmas. Two and a bit weeks. If you're listening to this right now, it's two weeks till Christmas. Unless you listen to the day after it comes out, then fuck you, rightly, sir or madam, but or other <laughs> pronoun that you appreciate <laughs> yeah um <laughs> <Sid> Ball. <laughs> saying fuck you and then apologizing for how i address you doesn't matter anyway yes the one after this one 
comes out on Christmas Day. Well, that's a nice present for that's my, that's our present to you guys. Oh God, what if my family makes me listen to it on Christmas Day? That'd be the worst. That'd be worse than like with you in the room. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awful. Cool. Okay. Well, I guess we'll we'll speak in a we'll speak on Christmas Day. God. Oh my God. Go, woe is me. Hopefully not. We'll hopefully be more prepared than that. Yes, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Absolutely. All right. Right. Bye, Bye guys.